This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Welcome to another edition of Dental All-Stars, and I want to share with you a segment of the study club we did titled The Dental Practice Office Manager. Take a listen. So let's begin study club. The topic is the dental practice office manager. And with us to discuss this topic of what is an office manager, do you need one, we have Larry Gazzardo, who's going to lead off, our head instructor as always, kind of framing the issue. And we also have our VP of coaching, Dana Russell, who is an amazing office manager, has been an office manager. I pulled her out of office management because she's so amazing with her clients. She's a fellow of the American Academy of Dental Office Managers. So it's gonna, we're going to have some fun here hearing from one of the best practice management consultants in the world, Larry Gazzardo, and one of the best coaches and, and office managers in the world. And we'll see if we have some uh, uh, back and forth. And I'll, I'll, I'll be here to make sure we don't get into any, um, any, any punches here. So we'll have some fun. But we have some of our, our, our top people from All Star here to discuss. So with Study Club, it's not just lecture. We also want to hear your comments. Uh, so you can contact me in the GoToWebinar control panel. You can send me some questions you have that you may want to ask Larry or Dana um, once we begin our discussion. So, Larry, let's begin with you and kind of uh, start the, the conversation. Well, you know, this month it's another one of those really interesting kind of uh, topics, uh, the office manager. And, and I know that what I'm going to say tonight is going to sound like I'm anti-office manager. And the reality is that that, that is not true. Um, I'm all for certain kinds of responsibility. Um, but here's, here, here's my issue. Uh, with manager, uh, because a lot of times the the dentist will have a manager because they feel like it lets them off the hook, that they don't have to manage anymore, that they don't have to pay attention to what staff are doing, you know, they don't have to worry about whether policies are being followed and, and, and things like that. But in reality, you can you can't delegate leadership. You can delegate responsibilities, but you can't delegate leadership. And so what I want you to see is that if you're going to hire yourself a manager, and I use that term loosely, but if you're going to hire yourself a manager, you still have to remember you're the leader of the practice. And just by the very nature of the fact that you own the, the business, uh, that you work there every day, that you sit side by side with all of these employees, um, uh, because you have credentials like DDS or DMD after your name, your staff still looks at you for leadership. They never say, oh, that's right, the dentist doesn't bother with, you know, how I look or what I say on the phone. The dentist doesn't worry about that. The manager does. What they develop is the attitude that the leader doesn't care. And so you've got to be careful. And so I, I, I don't like the term manager because it implies control and it implies that this person is actually in charge. Uh, it is true that this person has a lot of responsibility, but they never have leadership responsibilities. So 
I don't like you hiring somebody that you give management responsibilities to as a way of avoiding responsibility or delegating leadership. You, you cannot do that. It will backfire on you in a small organization like a dental office. So um, look, at, look at leadership kind of two ways. It, it, it has an emotional side to it and it has a physical side to it. Um, the emotional side is when the staff are like compelled to follow, you know, the dentist. And what I mean by that is they, they come to work for a dentist because they should be believing in your philosophy of care and they believe in the treatment that you provide for your patients and, and the care that you're able to deliver. And so, and so when they're compelled to follow you, that's where they're creative because they believe in, in what you're doing. And so this is where you get the most buy-in is on the emotional side of, of leadership. This is where all the creativity is. This is where the energy is. This is where the problem solving is. And so what I want you to see is when you abdicate your leadership, meaning the, the staff loses the vision of what you wanted to provide for your patients, when they lose that, then you lose that creativity, the energy, and the ideas that we need in today's dental practice to get it to function the way that we should so that we can attract the kind of patients that, that, that we're looking for. You see, on the physical side, that's more like the enforcement of the rules. That's where the manager kind of person kind of comes in. And so what you have to look at is you can assign responsibility to an individual. You can that says, hey, I want you to be responsible for all of the things that are in our staff policy manual. So how they wear their uniform, how they're trained, um, when they're due for a pay raise or a performance evaluation, um, administering their benefits, you know, those types of things. Um, if it's in the staff policy manual about where they park, uh, whether they can use their cell phone or not, um, when they take breaks, so on and so forth, when they should show up, when they should clock out, those are all things that I want you to enforce, so to speak. I'm the leader. I put those in the staff policy manual because I wanted everybody to be aware of how we operate our business. I wanted them to be aware of the image that we project and how important that is in our ability to attract the type of patients that we're looking for. So I put all of that in the staff policy manual and I've given responsibility to um, uh, uh, enforce these policies to this individual. Um, again, I don't like to call him a manager because it implies so many other things. Um, maybe call this my business office administrator. Um, it could also be in conjunction with the treatment coordinator. So the, the person works at the front desk and um, they're the business office coordinator and the treatment coordinator kind of all rolled into one. But they have the responsibility and they have this responsibility because as the dentist, I have given them this authority. So if they come to you about you don't have a particular form filled out or, you know, you didn't do some charting correctly or, you know, you didn't schedule the next appointment or, you know, you were on your phone when you weren't supposed to be, they're doing it because I put it in the staff policy manual and I've asked her to enforce that policy with, with all of you. So I expect you to follow this person's lead. 
So what I want you to see here is that um, you can't delegate leadership because that's about creativity and being a role model and, and that only responsibilities. It's hard in a dental practice because the dentist is also an employee of the, uh, the practice as well, meaning the dentist comes to work every day, sits with the employee attends the morning huddle, or, or at least they should. Um, and so they're expected to follow the same policies that the employees are, are following. So, so they have to remember, as the leader, you want to role model the behavior that you want your employees to emulate. And so, you know, you're, you're a member of the team. Now, there's going to be times, because you do sort of play those two hats, where you're the leader and you're the employee you know, you're a member of the team. And sometimes you may have to designate or delineate, you know, with the team. Like, I'm asking your opinion because I'd like it so that I can make up my mind, meaning I'm the leader, but I'm asking you your opinion. I'd like to know what it is because it will help me decide. There may be other times when you're saying, I am the leader and I am the boss, and I'm not asking your, you your opinion because I'm just giving you my directive. <laughs> you know, this is what I want you to do. And so sometimes even, even leaders, dentists, they have to say, hey, what role am I playing? You know, am I, am I here as a staff member and I'm just contributing and getting ideas? Or am I actually being the boss saying we're not going to have that benefit or I've decided against that suggestion or, or whatever it is? So, so the dentist has to remember they, they do play two roles, but they can never abdicate or delegate that leadership role, meaning setting the standards for um, uh, clinical excellence uh, in this office. So what I typically suggest to uh, clients that I work with is, this is a small organization, there may only be five employees there. Let's kind of divvy up the duties here. Um, let's have the doctor be responsible for all clinical aspects of the practice. So your periodontal protocol, you know, how you see new patients, um, when we treat people, when we don't treat people, um, what conditions have to be present for us to recommend certain kinds of treatment or whatever. Those are all clinical issues, treatment planning, uh, examinations. That's all under the responsibility of the doctor. The doctor does that. And then um, there's all the uh, what I would call like human resource issues that go on in the office. Those are the things that should be in your staff policy manual. Stepping back, uh, Larry, what do you define as an office manager? What is an office manager in your definition? In, in my definition, the office manager is, because when I think of a manager, I think of somebody who hires, fires, trains, pays the bills, does the taxes, okay. you know, does the quarterly reports, marketing, all, all that stuff. My, my definition would be more like a business office administrator who's responsible for the schedule, responsible for financial arrangements, uh, responsible for consultations and and then the follow-up you know that goes with it um, this person could also be responsible for anything that's in the staff policy manual and so when it comes to administering benefits um, setting up performance evaluations um, salary reviews um, monitoring whether people show up on time or, or you know when they get their vacations this person could also be responsible for those things too think of human resource stuff, but these are things that, that the doctor put in the staff policy manual. It the, seems to me that you're saying that like 
strategic and operational, like day-to-day, uh, tactical and operational. Right, it's like the, the business the office physical manager. part of it. But strategic, big things like hiring, firing, marketing, that then goes to the office manager. So you have the office administrator, then the office manager potentially, and some office managers might have both. Uh, Dana, what do you define an office manager as? Um, in, my, in my mind, an office manager is someone who takes care of the business of the business while the dentist takes care of the clinical. They're based on, on the desires and the goals and the outcomes that the dentist wants. They kind of facilitate everyone to get those outcomes and they manage you know, like Larry said, they manage the schedule, they, they manage the numbers, they pull the reports, they train, they coach, um, they make sure that the HR issues are all taken care of because if the dentist's butt is not in a chair, they're not being productive and someone else can take care of the rest of the day-to-day -day. and that's why they do have to meet regularly with the dentist. They've got to know what's going on and the okay. dentist has to trust that someone's taking care of that following their vision. So Larry, and um, do you believe dental offices, and I'm asking the Dana, um, would benefit from office manager or not? And then kind of the caveat is maybe is there a size where it would be appropriate? Uh, let me answer that part of it. it. I think if you're getting beyond the, uh, if you're like getting into like a third dentist in the office, you know what I mean? And so now you have like, six dental assistants and you might have four maybe even six hygienists and you might have four or five at the front desk there you probably need a manager you know who's responsible not only for HR um, but just making sure everything else is working this person probably wouldn't be working at the front desk this would be mm -hmm. somebody who'd probably be in a side office and they're actually supervising what everybody else is doing so so I do find that when you get to usually not the second dentist, but usually if you get to a third dentist in your office, then you really need one person who doesn't have tasks that they have to do every day who can take care of all these other things uh, on the side. But for the typical office where there might be one or two you know, dentists, where there might be maybe two or three at the front desk, there might be four dental assistants or less, and maybe two, maybe three hygienists. In those offices, I don't feel like they need to have a designated manager, and we're probably paying more semantics with words. Um, mm -hmm. um, but I'm talking about, because I'm talking about somebody that's still a front desk position. This no, 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 I, no, I think we, we, we define it pretty well. I think yeah. uh, mm -hmm. it was a great definition that the that you have a business office administrator for the, in your case, for a smaller average office. And once you get beyond that, then you have somebody who has the capability of hiring, firing, marketing, um, more leadership decision-making. Uh, right. So it's on. more of a supervisory position where or, they don't have day-to-day -day tasks. Operations manager type you know. thing. It's kind of like really operations management. Um, Dana, what do you think? Do, do, does, do we need office managers? And if so, is it based on size of practice? What do you think? Um, I, I, I like the position of, of having, I don't call them an office manager. I call them, like Larry does, a, a, a business office, front-end person, someone that's, that supervises. Um, a practice manager I don't, or practice administrator, I don't think you need until you get to the point where if you're a single dentist that you're doing 
maybe a, a million or more. But I think that having somebody that's accountable, even in a small practice, for the day-to-day -day that the dentist, you could take off the dentist, I think it helps the dentist to be less stressed in the, in the well, practice. Well, day-to-day, now, I think where Larry's having issue is more decision-making, hiring, firing, HR, marketing. Yeah, that, I, I mean, you wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see that unless, like what Larry said, you've got so you two, agree. maybe three dentists much larger practice. So if yeah. we define an office manager in this case as someone that can do all of these things, then an office manager, it seems a consensus would be appropriate if you have a larger office. If you have a smaller office, then the then you have a business administrator or someone mm -hmm. that is doing Dentrex or EagleSoft that's doing QuickBooks that's kind of organizing people but not the dentist is not abdicating their leadership to this person. Um, exactly. The dentist is the leader. Who should lead the team meetings? The dentist, the administrator, the manager? Then I'll let you go first because I always have an answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when it comes to huddle, I think that it's, it's something that should be, um, people should be assigned to take a lead with that. I think everybody has a specific amount of information that they bring to Huddle, and there needs to be, um, so everybody's contributing towards it. There's not one any, any one individual that goes through everything. It's a collaborative effort. Um, with team meetings, I think that the, the team lead, if you will, whatever we want to call them, and the, and the doctor need to have an agenda. And in my team meetings, somebody was always assigned to, to bring something to discuss as well, because it was not just necessarily on me or the doctor. Other team members have issues and things they want to discuss, and so they were, they were asked to bring those so that we could, we could all discuss them. Yeah, I like the idea that you would rotate. Um, everybody has something to say at the morning huddle, but it could be led by a, a different person every time. So it starts mm -hmm. to sort of groom those individuals. Yes, yes. So they feel more comfortable giving ideas. They feel more comfortable being in charge. Um, I like this because the doctor is also at the morning huddle. So when they see this person acting in a more of a, a leadership role, they're doing it under the, 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 like the permission, the authority of the doctor. And mm -hmm. so you, know, you can start to groom them that way. But I think that's a really safe way to have them be comfortable giving ideas and you know directing other people, and they feel the more and they feel more connected. You know, you want, you know, one of the complaints I get from dentists is they say that my team members don't, they don't take ownership. They don't feel it's part of their practice. They don't feel it's their practice. They don't, they don't love it the way I do. And I, and I think that there's, you you can't always expect everybody to do that, but you can try to encourage people. You know, like I'm so proud of. Uh, our people, you know, Dana, of course, Larry, and others, is, you know, they love, they live and breathe All-Star. So, like, uh, and we have clients that live and breathe All-Star. Um, uh, I know Clyde's not on, on the call, but Clyde would say, have an All-Star day, Dr. Clyde. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's great. So, so, but you can encourage that if you build a great culture. Part of motivation theory, I, there's a great book called Switch, and the last part of it is, is you, you pave the path. And so if it, as a dentist, you want a great leadership is facilitation. And you want them to embody that. You want them to be excited. And when they say we did it ourselves, 
that's the mark of a great leader. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.